0: fear or are we gonna stand up and make sure we're heard are we gonna hide or live life by our word with integrity we can be all that we can see in our mind's eye until we're finally free we can become whatever we choose once we know the choice lies within me and you now's the time to wake up no time for playing small History in an uncertain future. Now is the time to evolve. Hello, and welcome to the Unapologetically Human Podcast with me, Dan Boyvan. On today's episode, I have a conversation with a new friend. Sophia Pacitti, that is an artist and entrepreneur, and it's pretty much just a conversation of two new friends getting to know each other, and we kind of go all over the place with it a little bit. Talk about how mind-blowing different languages are, the importance of communication, both verbal and non-verbal, creativity, art, and entrepreneurship and how the creative journey has phases and trying to monetize our creative pursuits. We talk about how making a declaration and a commitment is when opportunities and weird little synchronicities and things like that start opening up for you in your life. And how this is involved in the process of creating yourself. We talk about how big work is a part of your life and how so many people have bullshit jobs. Like this guy, I think his name is David Gerber or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but that was something I was referencing that I'll link to in the show notes. And just how a lot of us die spiritually, mentally, emotionally much, much sooner before we ever die physically. We talk a little bit about how everything is a chaotic gong show and mess right now. And I explain a little bit about this program that I did a couple years ago uh, called Road to Hope, which is largely about healing childhood trauma stuff. We go into a conversation about the secret of manifestation and the scientific story of the universe or the multiverse, which I slip and reference it as the metaverse. Thanks, Facebook. (laughs) And just overall kind of wondering, like, what has created this reality that we're experiencing and how are we interfacing and interacting with it? We talk about how our interests choose us, we don't really choose them, and how important it is to learn to pay attention to the things that interest us and to jump on magical opportunities that may come up in relation to them. We touch on how we can dislike certain things about people without necessarily disliking the person themselves, something that fewer and fewer people seem to be able to do these days. Near the end of the episode, we touch a little bit on something called ethical non-monogamy and polyamory and integrating massive core identity changes in relation to my recently coming out as bisexual. We talk about having conversations with ourselves council meetings with our higher selves, taking risks in the face of resistance, internal barriers and defense mechanisms and using that fear as the roadmap of where you should be kind of like aiming for. And just how we're all kind of figuring life out as we go and, you know, trying to go with the flow. And it's really just a conversation of uh, the beauty of, Blossoming New Friendships. Hope you enjoy. So, yeah. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to start with is making sure that I have the proper pronunciation of your last name.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. First, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, what do you, how do you think it's pronounced? I,
0: I think it's Italian and it's Pacchetti.
1: Close. Pacitti.
0: Pacitti. Yeah, perfect.
1: You said it right, man. That's it. Pacitti. Sofia Pacitti. Sofia Pacitti.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. What does bene" mean?
1: Molto bene means very good.
0: Okay, okay. Very good. Do you speak Italian?
1: Um, I speak a little bit, but I'm actually, I speak French fluently because I'm French and Italian. So my mom put us in French school growing up. And um, yeah, knowing the Latin based language helps so much with understanding Italian, especially Spanish, because they're so close together. Mm. A lot of the things, like when I was learning Italian at one point where I did forget a lot of it, but um, when I was learning Italian, if there was a certain sentence I'd be reading. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So I think, I'm like, wait a second, think of it in French. And immediately it would just click because so many words have so many similarities and the pronunciation yeah. is so easy as well too, right? So. Yeah, but I I love languages, it's fascinating. My mom actually knows, um, she has like four languages. She knows French, English, Italian, Spanish, a bit of German, a little little bit of other things too, but she's fluent in English, French, Italian and Spanish.
0: That is like Mm -hmm. so mind blowing to me.
1: It is, it really is. And that's where I get it from too, just like quickly learning and catching on. Like I dated a Russian guy at one point in the past and um, his mom really didn't Mm -hmm. like me. And <laughs> would say things about me when I was there, whenever I go visit. So I learned a little bit of Russian See, so that gonna... I knew enough where I'm like, yo, you talking shit? Yo,
0: bitch, you want to fucking throw down? I know what you're
1: saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're
0: like, yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, but languages are really cool. Yeah, you know, My mom's a flight attendant. So that's why she, she knows all of that. So.
0: Wow, it's so amazing though. Like it's actually, there. there's a few things in life that, you know, I'm I'm 35 now and there's like a couple things, few things that like no matter how many times I see them, they always blow my mind with like a childlike wonder. And I think there's probably, I almost feel like creatives and artists must have sort of those little types of things for themselves because it's like one of the, things with you know the adult that that like quote that it's like the adult who is an artist is like the the child that never died or something something like that and so there's like this childlike wonder whenever I see airplanes and helicopters I'm like that shit is fucking crazy man <laughs> like I don't care how much people normalize that flying is quote unquote normal. I'm just like, always like, no, every yeah. time I see a plane, I'm like, I like my eyes widen and I'm just kind of like, wow. Cause I know that's it's like, though. that's a huge, heavy as fuck metal bird that we made that's carrying thousands of pounds of human beings in the air right now. And like one little human being that learned how to like fly this shit
1: and yeah I'm, da
0: vinci i'm just like whoa man yeah. <laughs> so there's that and then languages is what yeah. made me think of that is like cuz i i only i i i understand uh as a second language french more than anything cuz like my last name is boyvin or yeah boyvin <laughs> and uh my my dad's parents never spoke english so like cuz he was born in like the middle of rural, rural uh, quebec like three hours wow. north of Quebec city. Ah. So, so like they never learned English and I, I would understand them a bit, but I could never speak it. I've never been like able to fluently speak it. So whenever I see people and I hear people speaking another language, I'm just like, this is something Justine and I do when we're mind blown. We put our hand under our head like this and we go.
1: I <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's we, sick. We do it all the time. We're like,
1: go so double I love yeah. that oh you guys are so cute and yeah languages are freaking awesome
0: it just blows my mind so much that it's like yeah. people have figured out so many different ways to communicate so many different things and dude guess- sign
1: language sign language is fascinating I actually started learning that as well and really? it is like it's it's absolutely amazing the way that communication between like nonverbal, you know, any nonverbal communication and using signs with your hands and, and facial expressions. So with sign language, it's not just reading hands. Like it's actually um, rude when you're signing with someone, you make eye contact with them. You don't look at their hands, that's considered rude. So to have proper etiquette, you have to get used to using your peripheral vision mm. and you rely on your expressions too. So if you're saying yes or no, or like, I, I am not, or I am like, you gotta match those expressions, you know what I mean? Like really be, it's like half of the conversation. It's really fascinating. That's a whole other world, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. And like like Braille, like my, my roommate slash landlady, um, she's an old, old friend, a coworker, old coworker of mine. And she does, art, uh, her, her website or like her artist kind of profile is called tactile mind. And she does this, like, erotic sculpture art for blind people. It's trippy. What? <laughs> yeah. It's super trippy. So she does That's these, amazing. like, yeah, she does these, like, sculptures of these, like, erotic, you know, it might be a naked woman or a naked man or, like, someone tied up or something. And then there's, like, so, so it's, it's like a sculpture so people can touch it blind people can touch it. And then there's some, she also knows braille. And so she has braille accompanying explaining like what it is as well.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And it's, Holy. it's just so mind blowing.
1: Yeah. But, um, wow. That is so cool. You have to link me to her work. I would love to see it, check it out.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'll uh, put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> okay. so. Okay, so let us see. Uh, Pachiti,
1: Pachiti, you got Pachiti. Okay,
0: okay. So I've got artist friend Sophia Pachiti here on the podcast, and I guess yeah. this will be this will be sort of like the you know starting point. We'll call it. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on. I'm, thank I'm, you
1: for having me.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, no, I'm I'm so grateful that you. We're interested in that we're now here having a conversation getting to know each other better and yeah we can just nerd out a little bit about art and creativity and hell yeah <laughs> yeah entrepreneurship so why don't we just start off by tell me tell me a little bit more about yourself what you're up to your sort of trajectory as an artist with because uh, i i know you as being like you know an amazing painter and now you're like moving into the videography kind of scene and services and stuff so yeah just tell tell me a little bit about yourself about your creative journey
1: yes absolutely dan it starts with something i noticed about myself from a very young age when it comes to art and mediums i move through them like phases Mm -hmm. like straight up phases. Mm. And I have this addictive personality. I hyper fixate on things. When I discover something I really like, I will beat the shit out of it until I'm bored and move on to the next thing. And I do that, especially with art. So growing up, um, I'm grateful that I had parents that I have parents that have always supported that. So they saw at a very, very early age, okay, she likes to make things, she likes to create. So they, you know, helped me explore that. So they would get me different mediums. I would try like experimenting with painting. Watercolor was like the first thing I started off with, because that's what my mom would usually work with. So watercolor, and then I moved on to clay, and then paper crafts, and all these different things. And I noticed a trend very early on and I would get hyper fixated into these specific things and I would create all these different ideas and move on to the next thing once I'm bored of it. And that's been happening my entire life. And growing up, I usually, actually when I hit about like my twenties, I was still going through all these phases. Like I've been through, you know, painting, obviously teaching art classes, um, uh like sculpting, jewelry making, dreamcatcher making, paper crafts, like all these different things, special effects, makeup, just a lot of different mediums. I'm not you know surprised,
0: I mean? I'm not surprised. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just, I, I get so addicted to these things, like I would get hyper fixated, and I'm like, okay, I want to just, I have all these ideas, I need to create all of them, and then I would just get bored of it, and, and I could start to feel myself towards the ending of that phase, and I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm going to be moving on to something else soon. So I got to wrap it up, get all these ideas out and then move on to the next thing. Cause I'm probably not going to touch that medium for the next few years or ever again. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't until my twenties. I was like, am I ever going to figure something out? Like I'm, I like to think I'm really good at a lot of things, mm-hmm. but what the fuck am I going to do with it all? How do I combine all of them? Is there a way I can combine all of them? Mm-hmm. So I know, I knew that, none of these single things were in a, truly in alignment with me because it never set off. It never became really successful. The traction wasn't there. I couldn't figure out a good way to make like monetary value from it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until a few years ago, I just had a thought and I'm like, yo, I wanna start making videos. I'm gonna start making videos. I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna do it. I don't really have many resources, but I just know it's going to work out. And I know that's something I can do because this can be another phase. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'll figure it out. So, um, yeah. Then as soon as I made that commitment, as soon as I said that out loud to the universe, all of these things started to fall into place. These opportunities where I could be a director type of person or filming or whatever it may be capturing a moment came up miraculously. And yeah. I was like, think, yeah, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, this can't be like a coincidence. I don't believe in that coincidence shit. You know, there's no such thing as coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. Synchronicity is our thing, you know, there's signs. So (laughs) when all these things started falling into place, I realized like, hey, this is something I really need to continue with because I see success in this and it makes me feel really good. And when I did my first video, I actually reached out to a friend of mine. She just started doing... Um, yoga yoga classes. She she graduated her yoga teacher training and she started doing classes. And I'm like, yo, I want to do I gotta do videos. I gotta get a portfolio. So I'm just gonna reach out to her. So I'm like, yo, Isabel, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a free video for you. Just be my muse. And she's like, sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah, good friend from high school. She was awesome. Or from even elementary school. So yes, yeah. yeah, so I did her video. And I remember when I sat down and worked on that first video, I started getting emotional because it felt so in alignment. I'm like, "Oh my god. For the first time ever, I could I feel like I could do this for life. Yeah. I could see myself making this like moving pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the beauty of the art of video is that I can put all of these mediums into one. Yeah. I've taken scans of my paintings and put movement into it and putting it over an overlay on something using my makeup background, special effects, makeup to add this uniqueness. Um, yeah, so the whole production thing, since I've been doing that, I specifically, because at first I was like, okay, I wanna do videos. What kind of videos? I started doing trippy makeup videos. I'm like, okay, that's really cool. And then I started doing other things, You know, trying to do a video for, for other people that worked super in alignment with what I was doing. But mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I just gotta get some work done. And then I realized that I don't wanna do the things that anyone else can do. I wanna do specific things. I need to specialize in something that's true to me and which is that trippy, magical, celestial, galactic, hypnotic, commanding type of content. I like it. Like when I, when I see my viewers watch a video, I want them to just like look at the screen and just be like, yo, Oh my God, there's something here. There's something there. I can't miss something. You know, there's always something at every moment, every beat matching to the music and just keep them totally enveloped into it. And even implementing sacred geometry as, um, subliminal messaging in a sense of helping just you know with the mind like just subtle subtle little symbols that will seep in maybe they see it maybe they don't but it's just something to go a little further you know so yeah the whole production thing um i realized as i was continuing on this little journey um that i don't want to just make any videos very specific to this uniqueness and working with people that are passionate and putting them in the right light so they can shine promoting them showing the world who they truly are and what their message is because the world deserves to hear that from the people that are passionate and they know who they are they know what they want to do when they're in alignment people need to see that not only to benefit from what they do but to be inspired and in turn and create that ripple effect constantly 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 so yeah mm. i love making videos <laughs>
0: That's so great. And yeah, just like so many things as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, well, even, even like this, this connection, this call feels like alignment. And obviously, like, you know, you can uh, say for, for sort of anything, it's like, there's, there's this sort of like destiny involved. And, you know, people have been talking about these philosophical ideas and stuff for so many, like, thousands of years truly and yeah just these ideas that there's no coincidence and yeah so many things you're saying I'm just like fuck yes (laughs) like no I know there's so much there and it yeah I think what like like I was saying whether it's like you know you're doing art or you're trying to create a business or you're trying to you know create yourself like you know our who we are is a creative process and you know we get to you know doing doing the work that we all need to do in whatever ways we need to in our lives and in ourselves to, you know, heal from our various traumas and just really be true to ourselves and who we want to be and to create ourselves to be who we want to be and create the future to be who we want to be. It's like there's just mm-hmm. so many overlapping um, just ideas and, and necessities in whatever that process looks like and
1: lots of moving parts for sure yeah
0: yeah so when when what when was the first video that you made like how long have you been on this journey from like no like kind of like you know when it is sort of like start percolating that uh you wanted to make videos and then when was your first video and yeah and and then like your your launch recently also just as an aside and i can pull this out um if you have to cough or anything i i too am clearing my throat you can just mute for a second
1: oh see good me. idea yeah, yeah. just, yeah. Mute, just <laughs> mute
0: just mute okay. for a second but anyway uh yeah so so what's what's the sort of timeline of the journey been like
1: um i want to say it started about three years ago just about three years ago yeah and i at the time i um was in a very different part of my life, I didn't have any magic in my life. Mm. This is just before I made this this statement to the universe so I I didn't have very much much magic in my life because I uh, stopped believing in a lot of things. I was mm. almost like borderline atheist. I went from a few years back before that going super spiritual to a point where it was like a little um, extreme
0: little too woo woo.
1: Oh, a too really pretentious. And I I didn't realize that until I met other people that were like me. And I'm like, oh my God, am I that fucking annoying? Like I sound, oh, so that's what turned me off from it. And this is the hyperfixation. So I get funny. obsessed with things. You know what I mean? I get right into it. But I need to fucking check my ego because I'm like, yo, this is not cool. You know? So I, I went from super spiritualist then to all the way to atheist, super atheist. I'm like, hey, you know what? This is bullshit. I don't believe in any of this. I don't believe in that. No, it doesn't make sense. And it's just like, you know, fact, fact, fact and uh obviously you know you are who you hang out with so i started attracting people that were on the same vibration right Mm -hmm. and uh as i continued my to have my beliefs in that sense there was no synchronicities in my life there was no magic there wasn't like any interesting things it was so boring and i was working a decent job i was a freight broker actually in sales and uh but it was just there was no substance what is what what does that even
0: mean i feel like that's like something a broker freight so um
1: you know how like there's transport trucks and they transport freights so like think like um big big skids. yeah um, like whatever their car
0: whatever their cargo is is their their freight, right yeah
1: so i would be a middleman and i'd call up companies or cold call go to their fucking businesses go through the back door and, and get them to benefit from our services so we would have connections to a bunch of different drivers. So we would talk to um, the business owners. So let's say, for example, Dollarama, we mm. would reach out to like the main is the really big hubs. And we say, hey, we have cheap prices for like uh, transport, whatever, so that they would uh, rely on us to take care of everything from point A to point B. So to book the pickup, make sure the driver's on time. If there's anything that happens, make sure there's a backup driver to come. So basically just the middleman for free, mm. for freight transportation. So it wasn't really super interesting it was okay but you know I got a lot of experience from it right yeah so yeah so I was doing that at the time well it's like
0: it's like those when you're doing jobs like that it's like even if it's like you said it was a good job you know quote unquote because it was you know paying the bills comfortably enough to kind of live life how you want to but when you're you know the 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 work that we do is like at one third of our life pretty much of our adult life you know we're supposed to sleep for eight hours work for eight hours and then do the rest of life in eight hours and so that that's something that I'm I'm still on the journey and that's why what you were saying before there's so many things that resonate because I'm still on that journey of like you know, trying to figure out how to monetize my creative pursuits and passions sure. and and there is this kind of amalgamation of a bunch of different things and that feeling of being like even if you have like a decent job to get by yeah. financially in life it's like if it isn't feeding you energy if it isn't feeding your creativity if it isn't feeding your soul in some way then it's it's doing the opposite it's taking your energy it's sucking your soul out of you yeah and it's like you can only do that kind of thing for so long before it starts to make you literally like go like crazy
1: yeah or people just succumb to it they're like okay this is my life but,
0: but that's why it's like so many people the idea that it's like you know people die many 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 years like sort of spiritually mentally emotionally much much longer before they die physically right and it's because that is so true they give in and and just yeah you know i actually want to get your thoughts on this because this is something i i've been thinking about a lot in recent years and sort of wrestling with this idea that it's like you know someone's got to do those jobs you know it's like most of the you know services that most people use they wouldn't want to be the the person on the opposite end providing those goods and services or doing that retail job or booking the freight that is getting the products to the stores that they want to go buy shit at. But it's like, someone's got to do it. Yeah. It's a part of the journey we got to go
1: through.
0: (laughs) Right. But, but then it's also comes down to that. Like, well, that might be a, a good job and a good fit for someone else who, you know, that's their conception of what work is and it just you know you go to work you do some stupid fucking job that really doesn't mean anything to you as long as it pays the bills and you can live your life and maybe provide life for like a family and stuff like that then that's that's what work is that's what life is but I think for Mm -hmm. for creative people it's like it just is not it's not an option and not in the long term right
1: yeah and a lot of them can't do it too because our minds aren't built that way some people they can tolerate those things or they're really good at it they can find joy in that but with a creative mind it's like you're putting it in a box and there's just these limitations and that will literally like you said will drive a person mad completely bonkers and That's what happened to me. That's why I've never held a solid fucking job down for more than two years. Wow.
0: I'm right. I'm right there with you. I uh... just
1: fell off of my wall. Synchronistic oh, yeah. abundance. Oh, I have shit. a vision wall, and this <laughs> just fell off totally randomly.
0: Amazing. So, well, that yeah. means that means we're gonna we're gonna do some work together in the future of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> this is,
1: this is big shit man. <laughs> I have all the pictures because I've got my vision wall behind my computer so like out of all the stuff this is this is some good
0: shit <laughs> it's a synchronistic
1: abundance it's for those who are not watching the video oh. synchronistic abundance a picture of um i don't remember her name but it, it is a greek goddess First, i can't i can't remember her name for the life of me i think something like wait i don't i don't i'm not even gonna butcher it but anyways synchronistic That's okay. abundance. <laughs>
0: Synchronistic abundance and yeah, some Greek goddess. You know, that'll probably be the title of the episode now. It'll be Synchronistic Abundance with Sofia Pachiti. I
1: fucking love it, man. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. 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 yeah so this freight broker job, <laughs> you know, it was great. It really was, but it became stagnant. It became stagnant yeah. like everything else in my life. And at the time I was dating someone A serious relationship where we were on the same vibration at the time, but I was seeking more magic. And um he respectively obviously didn't believe in the same things that I wanted to believe in. And it just wasn't matching. You know, I was starting to go in this direction and he was over here, and I would just start going over here. And you know, God bless his soul, great person, but
0: what kind of things you said like that you wanted to believe in? Could you explain a bit more?
1: Yeah. So like synchronicities, for example, in life and um, the law of attraction and how that works and understanding, you know, magic with uh, understanding alignment with ourselves and believing in something to a point where you make it a core belief and getting on the same vibration uh, of the same thing that you want and then getting lined up with it and it manifesting into your life. That was a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, is manifestation and spirituality because I was out of touch with spirituality for a while and I just wanted to get back into it. And I didn't feel like I was really, um, being taken seriously. And I, and I get that because, you know, he was on his own journey and he did see my perspective and, and that's okay. And I, I'm not going to judge him for that because I was literally in the same shoes as him. Right. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, he's, I wish him all the best, but uh, it came to a point where, um, we just, it just didn't work out you know so yeah yeah but it worked out better because i i was able to finally embrace this um refound refined belief system that i had and finding balance because mm. going from like super freaking level four spiritualist to like atheist <laughs> to being like okay girl you need freaking balance you need balance, and you can't be so obnoxious anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's really amazing to have the, all that space to explore. And let me tell you this: this is this is a crazy thing. Just working the freight dro- freight broker job, right? Yeah. And uh, I would go out for walks in the forest frequently every day.
0: Nice.
1: And I went out for a walk one day. I was by myself. Beautiful green leaves; they're just coming out. It's like the springtime, probably like around May. And I just was so sick of everything in my life. I just stood in this big ass forest. And I'm like, all right, universe, listen up. This is me jumping. All right, this is me jumping. So hit me with your best shot. I'm going to do something that I'm passionate about. This is, this is it. I'm putting it out there. Damn, the next day I got fucking laid off. <laughs> <You> <laughs> hey, let me
0: go. hey not that, not how you thought it was gonna show up but you, you asked you ask it it's like careful yeah. what you wish for <laughs> yeah
1: asking it shall be given bro so I go back to the forest the next day and i'm like i i see you i see you <laughs> that
0: was it's crazy like, Wow, well, that's so funny it's like give me it was you're looking wild. for a sign here's your sign like there's some yeah. yeah i find that like so so interesting it's like i i, I really do like to I was never religious. I was never baptized. My family was never religious. I've never been to church for anything in my life, other than like a couple weddings, a couple funerals. Never been to a church service in my life. So I've had to sort of like really kind of find my spiritual beliefs and just beliefs about the world and the universe and you know whatever people call god it doesn't need to be some supreme individualistic being compared Mm -hmm. to more like a a fundamental force of the universe that creates reality like a you know gravity sort of thing and just like really trying to understand what like my beliefs are and, and stuff like that too and um so funny when you have like a Frame frame, I'm like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> where am I going? The
1: beauty of editing though, you can take as long as that, you need. No one will know.
0: The <laughs> thing though is like, this is where like, usually if I'll cut something out like this, I'll, I'll put it at the end because nice. one of the, one of the things that actually is like, I love so much about doing that is, and I could just keep it in for that reason as well is uh, to just show people that like everything that we're doing is so fucking messy. Like it's yeah. so, it's everything. Everything that everyone's doing is such a fucking mess, like a gong show. It's chaos. We really don't
1: know what we're doing. At the it's end chaos, of the
0: but, but we, the, the, the lens that we put it out there with and the picture that we paint over top of the things that we're doing. And this goes for artists, healers, businesses, corporations media, government, everything. It's like we put out a, a picture of what we are. It's like our our Instagram profile, our, our, you know, internet or social media profile versus, like, the reality of our deeply... <laughs>
1: pictures, yeah. Yeah, like, our, our
0: deeply complex characteristics, right? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, but, sure.
0: yeah, just, like, everything's a mess. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, you were saying something about just, like, you know, spirituality and manifesting and stuff like that and I don't remember exactly what I was saying but yeah it's like it's such a it's such a journey to figure out all of the like deep core things that it means to be a human being and that's one of them like I did this program a couple years ago all about sort of like um processing and healing from childhood trauma it's called road to hope And one of the main concepts Mm -hmm. of it is that like as human beings we are there's four core parts of the human being it's like there's physical intellectual emotional and spiritual and it's like this spiritual thing is actually even for someone like me who is never baptized never went to church nothing like that there's still the drive, the very human drive to question like what who am I? What are we doing here? What are we? How did we get here? What is this? (laughs) All (laughs) even and 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 what created it all? And what, you know, and the idea of 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 like, you know, the universe is and and this is in in line with you know the synchronistic abundance and this idea you were saying of like wanting to you know know more about and learn more about and the things you want to believe and i'm i'm on this journey myself still i think we we all are you know it's yeah. like we're just at, we're at different points yeah but it's like this like synchronistic abundance and that it's like you know whatever whatever created the universe, whatever God, whatever force, whatever it is, people think it's consciousness. People think it's an individual Supreme being in a different dimension or reality or something. It's like, whatever it is, it's like, you know, we live in this, weird reality of energy and matter and stuff and it's like what the hell has created it and how are we interfacing with it how are we interacting with it and so many people in the realm of manifestation and like the secret and stuff like that i i've been more of the kind of like athe- I, I, w- I went through a, a much more atheistic period of my life as well when i was younger too like certainly not believing in like you know, the Christian God or, or the, you know, um, like in Allah or any, anything like that, like Mm -hmm. just thinking that's, that's just humans anthropomorphizing, you know, the, the supreme source of everything, Mm -hmm. which is like whatever, but it's like this idea that, you know, we are energy, you know, we even, and, and the thing too with modern science and all the tools that we have to prove that like, you know, our thoughts are energy. It literally creates energy. It, our thoughts create energetic and chemical like messages and signals between the parts of our body that interface with each other and like interface with this energetic reality in certain ways as well. And, and so when I went through this more atheistic kind of stage, it was like the idea of the secret and that almost like one of the main criticisms of the idea of manifestation is that like you just have to think a certain way and it will like you know somehow rapidly change your like reality and stuff like that but when you when you really start like looking into it you you do like kind of come to understand that well I mean everything everything's super weird the science the the, like hard scientific under like, like understandings and explanations of like why things are the way they are and stuff it's mm-hmm. like you can go as far as you want go to the big bang and then you go okay but what, what was before that like you could exactly. if that if that's the story the scientific story which I love it's a beautiful story that like we can see that that's like factual because of the tools we've developed but yeah you can't stop there <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know and and that it's like it just, it's it fucking blows my mind so much that yeah. this idea that like this infinite universe that we live in is like, it's literally infinite. It's there's hundreds of trillions of galaxies each with hundreds of billions or trillions of stars in each of them. And an infinite amount of space that apparently is expanding. Mm-hmm. And it all used to be in one infinitely tiny point of dense energy and matter that yeah. exploded into the big bang. <laughs> and like scientists are like, that's what happened. We have evidence to prove it. It's like, that's sick. It. What, a, what the fuck happened before that, man? And then it gets like, exactly. right, and then it gets right back into this like God realm. But it's like, yeah, it's like this, this infinite universe that is likely, you know, there's a, a higher dimension that our universe is in and there's a bunch of other universes. And it's like the metaverse and it's just like it just goes on forever literally forever and we are like able to understand it all we're able to think about these things and we're able to interface with this reality in some way that you know it does lead to when you believe or when like like you're saying it's like when you make a declaration it's like you go to the forest and you go all right, like, this is me jumping, you know, you're making a declaration. Yeah. And that's part of why I, I was like, you know, perked up to ask you to come on the podcast because you made a declaration that, hey, I'm doing this thing. And I'm like, let's talk about it.
1: I love that. <laughs> you know? Uh-oh. That's fucking awesome, dude. And,
0: and it's like, and, but when you do those things that are like more aligned with who you want to be, how you want to feel, the things you want to do the things that feed your soul rather than drain your soul it that's when the synchronicities start happening and it's like Absolutely. and and the the logical rational mind and the scientific sort of like critical thinking and wanting like a ra- really clear logical rational reason for everything is the side that goes like uh, like manifestation and the secret is fucking yep. bullshit and synchronicities are bullshit. There are such things as coincidences. We live in an extremely complex fucking world with millions, billions, trillions of moving parts. But then it's like, you you start tapping into what feels like an alignment with like your true self in whatever way that might be. And then suddenly mm-hmm. all these weird things start happening. And like you said, when you're not in that space, the magic sort of dies. The synchronicities aren't happening.
1: Well, it goes hand in hand with belief too. Cause it's like when I was going through that atheist type of uh, phase, I guess to call it, I was questioning how the secret worked because I just was getting fed up with everything in life. And mm-hmm. it didn't help the fact that being surrounded with people who didn't think about these things or shunned these things or made fun of it didn't help. You know, mm-hmm. and when you don't believe in it, of course it's not gonna fucking work. It's all about belief but it's also following the breadcrumbs too you know what I mean it takes work you don't just think oh I want a Lamborghini look at my driveway oh what the fuck I don't have a Lamborghini oh, yeah, We're it Lambo. didn't come.
0: yeah I my manifestation powers aren't strong enough
1: <laughs> yeah that's bullshit man yeah. no it's fucking, that's bullshit like seriously it's all about the breadcrumbs you put it out and the universe starts to leave hints you pick up on those hints but you also do the work too so you have mm-hmm. to be doing things that follow the actions the f- actions that follow what you're putting out you know what mm-hmm. I mean so like for example when I put that out one of the things I said I want more magic in my life mm-hmm. I'm calling in more magic when I saw an opportunity where there's magic I jump on that shit and bring <laughs> it in you know what I mean I'm like oh that's that's that thing that's that thing there's that hint i to pick it up there's that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
0: yeah no and that's such a like such a good, almost like a motto to to live life by and just something to constantly think about is that like, it, it's like the idea that we don't, we don't choose what we're interested in, right? No, like even, even all of the things that you've done, that I've done, that anybody else has done, whether in art, business, whatever, it's like it, it in, in a, a lot of very tangible ways, like it chooses us. Yeah, I'm right? born like, with it too. Right, exactly. I was just gonna say like there's, there, there's it's nature and nurture, right? Like there's mm-hmm. something to do with our genetic makeup and our upbringing in our family, our siblings, our teachers, our culture that, that do all of these like incredibly complex things going on inside of us incredibly quickly yeah. that we can't explain, right? But that move us and that when you learn to pay attention and you actually like notice and raise your awareness. And this is part of what like, you know, whether you call it manifestation or just sort of like just paying attention and then acting accordingly. It's like when something catches our interest, your job is to notice that. Cause you don't create that. That's, that's mm-hmm. some weird innate part of you that who knows it will ever be able to totally explain it, but that it's, it's like one of the best pieces of advice ever is that like when you pay attention and when you notice something that does pique your interest, that does feed you energy, it's like, go there, like go there deeper. And, and yeah, just like what a, like a beautiful idea too that it's like to notice that like you you don't feel like you have magic in your life or you know call it you're not you're not playing enough you're not having enough fun you know yeah, exactly and, I'm
1: not giving I'm not being optimistic enough too even right yeah too close-minded there's no fun in that <laughs> yeah
0: no well it's it's like it's almost it's hard not to become more negative and pessimistic and cynical when You're doing some random ass job that you don't really like. You're not surrounded
1: by the same people you are here to hang out with.
0: And it's also like it's like the people. This has been my experience too. Like all the jobs I've had that have been a very very wide variety have been like the jobs have been okay, but ultimately you know I haven't stayed anywhere for longer than like just under three years. And I've always loved the people. Like the people are usually great, even when there's like things about a person that I don't particularly like, I don't dislike the person. I dislike that thing about them. It doesn't mean I can't have a conversation with them. I can't disagree. We can't learn and grow and whatever, but, but it's like, they're not, it's clear when they're not your people, you're not in the space that's like your space. Right. And so it's like such a, like I wrote it down, like, you know, this Knowing that you want more magic in your life and like calling it into your life is oh yeah, it's important.
1: It really is the magic, like in the way that that manifested. Even that specific statement that I put out, I was just getting back into my spiritual journey, like my like restarting it, I guess, or picking up where I left off, whatever you want to call Mm. it. (laughs) Ask for magic and. After that, I was like, I really would love to learn about witchcraft and manifestation, doing rituals, but using elements mm-hmm. and to amplify manifesting. And a few, about a year before that, I was working at Paint Night. You ever heard of Paint Night before? Where yeah, to I, used a bar. To
0: be a bu- I used to be a bar manager, we used to have. Okay, cool, yeah.
1: So I used to be one of the instructors at Paint Night in, K- in KW, right? Okay. So I met this freaking awesome, super cool girl there. Her name was Stephanie. And when I met her, like, and this was way before all of this, you know, this is a few years before And I first met her, I'm like, yo, there's something about her. That's fucking cool. Yeah. And I want to get to know her. We never ended up getting really to get to know each other. We worked a couple times together. I assisted her uh, with some of her classes and vice versa. She trained me too. Shout out
0: to Stephanie. What's up Stephanie?
1: (laughs) Huge shout out to Stephanie. (laughs) Stephanie K. Radley Art.
0: Oh, yo, love her. Yo, put it so, in the show notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! So this, uh, funny enough, she became one of my best friends. This girl's my fucking sister, man. So um, this is crazy. So I've been. I was thinking a lot was on my mind. Where I was thinking like, hey, I really want to call in um, manifestation with using magic and uh, witchcraft, using the elements. Da da um, not long after I had these thoughts, I got an inbox from her because we're friends on Facebook, and she's like, "Hey, can I paint you? Because I just did a re- I did a recent Photoshop the time. There's some really badass shots of me, and she saw this one picture of my hair blowing in the wind. She's like, "Can I paint this?". I'm like, "Girl, yeah, please." Like, <laughs> I was so flattered. Anytime someone asked to paint you, like, that's one of the nicest things you know so I said hell yeah so she, <laughs> painted. she, was,
0: she what, was if there's that one takeaway from this whole podcast it is if anyone ever asks to paint you you always say hell yeah yeah hell yeah you say <laughs> fuck yes if
1: you say fuck no yes. that's disrespectful bro to
0: the whole universe
1: yeah disrespectful yeah, to it. the universe <laughs> it's you turning down life
0: well it's like <laughs> yeah, <so> she- <laughs> it's like one 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 little point of universe person A is asking to like immortalize, however temporarily, another part of the universe, person B, and to say <laughs> no is to disrespect the whole fucking universe.
1: <laughs> fucked it up, man, the whole system. <laughs> You're of <one job. laughs> So I said, yes. Yes. Yes, please paint me. So she painted me and after she painted me, um, she's like, hey, come on over, your painting's ready. And she gave it to me. I said, dude, why are you giving it to you? She's like, what's you? I painted you so you can have it. So I was like, oh my God. So we started hanging out Aww. and I started learning about a, a lot of things about her. She's like, yeah, I meditate. And she told me about some of the stuff that she does in her practice. Cause a lot of witches, um, especially old school witches that have been practicing for a while. They don't, they don't really advertise that they're witches unless I mean, someone they is don't inquiring. Wanna,
0: they, they saw what happened 400 years yeah. ago.
1: <laughs> right? They don't want the no, repeat of history. <laughs> no,
0: no more, yeah. aber, no more advertising. The witch hunts do not need advertising. Yeah, no oh,
1: man, that, that would be a flaming situation. <laughs> yeah, so she. I noticed that, you know, I started picking your brain on it, and usually with these old school witches, they're like, oh, okay, she's interested, well, I'll just start, you know, showing myself a bit more, so she, you know, told me about what she does and how she practices, and I was like, listen, um, I made a request from the universe a few months ago to bring in more magic, and I'm pretty sure this is the fucking answer, so I said, <laughs> yeah. "Yo." Thank you for responding and you know what it was really sweet because right before we connected she was going through a really hard time in her life and she yelled out to the universe she said i need someone i need a really close friend that will be there for me that i can just be genuine with
0: mm-hmm. and when
1: we connected she's like dude this you're my answer i'm like wait, Yo, you're my answer and it was like okay cool we're best friends <laughs> so she taught me stepbrothers yeah. moment
0: did we just become best friends i think Yup. <laughs> yep
1: it's exactly it's exactly like that it is was, it was really beautiful and which blossomed this beautiful friendship and she lives in cambridge which is amazing because i live in cambridge so yeah yeah she's she's just yo lovely. seabridge she,
0: shout out to seabridge yo. I'm from Kitchener. G-bridge.
1: They call it Lame Bridge, but it ain't that lame. It's I know. It's nice. I mean, no, one, yeah. no one bugs me out here, you know?
0: They got yeah, the fucking so. Grand River ripping through downtown. They're going to be way better than Kitchener Waterloo once it's like bigger. and.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> Just don't, don't go in the Grand River. You will get herpes encephalitis.
0: Best advice.
1: Yeah, you come out with a fucking, not a third eye, but like a third arm. Not a third leg, though, but a third arm.
0: Yeah. Third something. <laughs> You'll have a third of a couple different things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was truly, it was truly magical when that happened and you know, uh, to keep going on this magic thing. Hell yeah. I ended up attracting into my life before I say this, I was obviously single for a while. Um, practicing polyamory non, non-monogamy interesting
0: we could we could dip into that conversation maybe we'll yeah (laughs) i'm I'm actually like i might have to ask ask you about your experience in that if we have time
1: yeah yeah i've got some time to worries um yeah (laughs) at the time i was just more of like a free spirit just flowing and i came across some. i was on the dating website of course i fucking love that online dating shit i'd have so much fun with it nice and (laughs) listen to this I've done the I've done the dating websites for I've done them for a few years, you know, like I'd go back on and off. So I know the deal. And if you're a girl, your inboxes get flooded. And sometimes oh you get God. fucking just a boatload of penises. You know what I mean? There's just lots of dick everywhere. So you gotta be, <laughs> you know, you gotta narrow it down because you don't wanna just so what I did, cause this time around when I was on this dating website, I'm like, hey, I don't want to waste my fucking time. I want to get matched up with the right people. I'm not here just to, you know what I mean? And I just mm-hmm. don't want people knowing it's me. So what I did, I kept it super short and simple. My profile picture was just a mirror selfie, but from here down, just like probably here, clothes on obviously, but like just, you know you can barely see who I am, but just enough. Where you're like, okay, she's a brunette. In my bio literally said this, Dan. I'm not going to waste my time. If I'm interested in you, I will send you my Instagram so you can see who I am. If you, if I, you don't get that, then that's it. Please don't bother me. It's super simple. Super cutthroat. Straightforward. Right on. Right? So I had this for about, I don't know, a couple weeks. And I come across this magician. I come across this fucking magician. No way. I, I want more magic my...
0: in my life. Hello, magician. What am I
1: doing? <laughs> <laughs> I see, I go on his profile, I'm like, okay, oh, Magic Mike, Ooh, hello, Magic Mike, I go through his profile, I'm like, okay, he's a magician, that's fucking awesome, and I see, oh, and he's a hypnotist, that's even better, okay, and he's a producer, and he makes music, and he's a DJ, this is all in alignment with me, like, this is, this is so cool, so i reached out to him, I said, hey, Magic Mike, I'm Sophia, here's my Instagram, give me a gander, I'm interested, so let me know if you're interested, too so from I like there it. yeah and Shrink then uh, you know, uh two and a few months it's two years two two years and a couple months later i'm still with him so yeah we're in a serious Woo-woo! relationship I fucking Love him. nice yeah, amazing. amazing yeah so that was another magic i attracted you know my magic best friend and magic lover you know my 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 significant other so it was Aww. really super awesome and you know all of our talents and gifts and you know, what
0: what online mm-hmm.
1: pra- platform was that on? Which one?
0: Oh god, that's okay cupid, bro. <laughs> okay, Cupid, yo, shout out to okay cupid, fucking bringing okay, bringing beautiful, magical, fucking lives together. What's up? Dude,
1: I will be the testimony. I will testimony. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, and I don't care. I tell people, yeah, we met online.
0: I don't give a fuck. Yo, anyone who fucking criticizes that shit, and almost like anyone who criticizes anything. It's the future. And I actually wanted uh, one thing that I do like definitely want to talk about before we get off is just like uh, just talking about criticism and how you deal with criticism in regard to art, but in life in general. But yeah, it's like anyone who criticizes stuff is like, shit has fucking nothing to do with you like little to absolutely nothing. It's like, everybody's just on their own fucking bullshit because of whatever they got going on. It's like that idea that, you know, we're not bothered by like things other people say or do. It's, it's the reflection of that thing within ourselves that we actually mm-hmm. don't like. And that's why it bugs us kind of. Mm-hmm. Like but no, yeah, fuck online dating. Okay, Cupid, fucking you, you looking for some love get on okay cupid (laughs) it's funny one of my other podcasts too we were like eating some like mint chocolate and we were like you know you you could totally uh sponsor the podcast (laughs) in the the future (laughs) like okay cupid maybe we could work something out (laughs) but go on go on
1: <laughs> I would go on about that all day. Tell, okay, <laughs> Cupid, yo, listen. Because of you guys, I got matched with the love of my K- life. I know there's K- magic in my life.
0: Tell me more, Magic but Mike.
1: What? Oh, Magic Mike. He's just absolutely amazing. You know what? Um, it is truly magical. It is truly magical what we have. And I've been in a lot of long-term relationships, um, like serious relationships, growing a life with each person and not working out and repeated, you know, mm-hmm. serial dater I was at one point, you know, yeah. but um, this is the first time where it was different. And I was like, oh shit, is that what people talk about when they're like, when you know, you know, mm-hmm. and it just all made sense. So, you know, we met online of course and I was uh, non-monogamous at the time. And I obviously communicate that with anybody who I'm about to, you know, start anything with. I let them mm-hmm. know, hey, listen, this is, um, my situation i'm very free spirit if uh this is very much an alignment and it works out i'm happy to be exclusive but right now as of now this is like my lifestyle you know and Mm -hmm. i'm very clear communication that's like the number one thing you have to do when you're non-monogamous or polyamorous right it's how you make things work so anyway so uh so we met online chatted for a few weeks and we uh thing about me i'm like I'm a creep when it comes to uh, <laughs> social media, and especially if it's someone I'm gonna see. Like I will creep everyone. the shit out of dude. I creep the shit out of everyone. I'll do a fucking background check on the shit, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I can tell. I can I can know what job you worked at in fucking 2012. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's Cinecraft. too easy. It's it's yeah. too it's it too is. easy.
0: It's too nope. easy to be a creep such that it's harder to not be a creep. So like you're not alone. Nope. Everyone's a fucking creep. It's too And if easy.
1: anybody talk if anyone says anything about that, you say listen, you put it online for a reason. You knew that everyone can see this, this post public. If you didn't like it, you don't have to post it, but it's there for a reason and I'm gonna fucking look at it. You know yeah. what I mean? so, <laughs> so I creeped the shit out of him for like three weeks. I got to know him without him even knowing me very much. So when I met him, I was motherfucking starstruck. Oh came over and it was on Halloween. And Halloween is a significant day for me because I was conceived on Halloween. Wow, and, you know, yeah, because my birthday is August 1st, and my mom she told me that I was conceived on Halloween, which is actually very special because you know Halloween cool. I'm a spooky bitch you know so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying so when he came over it was on Halloween and I was like <gasps> hi <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't know obviously I'm a little exaggerated but I was like damn but my first words I was like you're here yeah it's like yeah I'm here I'm like yeah you're actually here so yeah we we hit it off it was just it was really special And our first date, you know, we're hanging out, we're decompressing because we both had work. He had a DJ gig actually in Cambridge, it worked out, I was working at a cab company at the time, finished work, retired, we're just chilling, unwinding, having some tea. And (laughs) I asked him like, yo man, do you want to do some mushrooms? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I don't know who's going to hear this, but whoever's hearing this, that knows Mike, listen, it was just a little amount, okay? It was a tiny little bit, but listen.
0: Was- you know, whatever, I- this shit's fucking getting decriminalized all over the state. It's therapeutic, it's, okay? It's so- like, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a regulated fucking, there's literally hundreds of billions of dollars of market venture capital being invested yeah. in the psychedelic space. We're allowed to talk about it. And that's something that I'm super into. We're definitely allowed to talk about on this podcast. Thank you for having my
1: back on that, dude. Hell
0: yeah. Fuck Thank yeah. You. No, I, uh, yeah, no, no, no judgment. And all the critics can shut the fuck up. They don't know yes, what they're please. talking about. Oh, yeah. and it, it was funny because like when I was thinking earlier about like stuff that I want to like maybe just touch on and talk about, I thought about like that we we could potentially like venture into the the psychedelic space because I, of some oh, of the man. you know common friends that we have and I was like we'll see what happens and uh, you know yeah, what for continue. another
1: time I would love to talk about that because I actually used to serve bufo which is five meo DMT I'm a bufo shaman so I'd love to talk what? about that in another oh,
0: fuck. oh yeah yeah no you're definitely coming back on so we can dive deeper into that shit yeah
1: that man. is yeah. like
0: what a fucking statement to drop oh yeah I'm a I'm a bufo fucking shaman like uh. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got initiated to uh, sort of fucking we're gonna one of the have, strongest psychedelics. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, we're
0: <laughs> gonna have a conversation about that at some. Absolutely, point.
1: we'll save that juicy topic. Yeah, we'll for save the juiciness.
0: Sure. But go on. Yeah. So you. Yeah. You guys did a little bit of mushrooms.
1: Yeah, and it was just you know, the, the night consisted of us just staring at each other's eyes, and I'm like, yo, I know you. And I'm like, I know not from this life, but like, I know your soul. There's something about your soul, man. Went really well. It was beautiful. Such a beautiful first date. The best one I've ever had. And yeah, after I hung out with him, there was something inside of me that was like, yeah, this is different. I I can't pass this up. And I gotta I got make sure that he's on the same page. Mm-hmm. So after a few more hangouts, I gotta make sure that we're on the same page, you know, and which obviously it worked out. I was so happy that he was feeling, the feelings were mutual. But one thing that was very, very profound, you know, how we have our higher selves or uh, our higher self and our spirit guides or whatever you want to call them, the the, yeah. thing, the beings that surround us, that protect us, that guide us, whatever, I, was reflecting on him and i our relationship that was blossom, right about to blossom and turn into something solid Mm -hmm. and i felt my guides come down and say hey are you serious about this i'm like absolutely yes they're like okay because like i'm trying to explain this in like a, a way that our human minds can understand but basically my guides and his guides were like all having a council meeting and and i'm going through this in my meditation now Fuck, i don't know this could be all in my head but this is what i was feeling you know Mm -hmm. it's not saying it's a fact but this is just my experience so we're sitting down on this council meeting there's like okay sophia listen if you're really serious about this here's this contract you have to understand that you are both very talented beings you are on the same caliber of gifts that you have been born with There is success in the future of both of you coming together and collaborating. You're here both to change a lot of things. You're here to inspire a lot of people through your creative outlets, but understand in order to get there, you need to be his rock because he's Mm. gonna go through some fucking shit. You need Mm. to stay by, you gotta stay by his side and he needs you. But if you don't, that future is not possible. And I'm just like, yo, listen, give me the fucking pen. Take my money. I don't care. <laughs> so, me, I, I will sign it. I don't care. That's fine. You know, cause I just felt that, you know, yeah. I just, it was so deep and, and that stuff ended up unfolding, which is crazy. And now we're at that point where we're collaborating and we're creating mm-hmm and birthing these little artistic babies, you know, <laughs> these masterpieces together. And it's so beautiful, but it's just, it's mind blowing how those things ended up happening. You know, he had a rough couple of um, years. The first first time we started dating, a lot of very impactive stuff happened to him that's never happened. His whole life got shaken up, but I was there. And I stood by him no matter what, cause I fucking love the guy. I fucking yeah. love him so much. So yeah, it's really special. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's so nice to hear, and it's it's interesting that you brought up the topic of polyamory and non-monogamy. It's something that Justine and I have been kind of talking about throughout, but well before our relationship started, and throughout our relationship, and mm. um, yeah, there's just there's so many interesting parallels. But my sort of my situation or our situation is a little bit backwards, and I'll actually, uh, I imagine. Jordan who I had on the podcast last time Mm. is probably listening I want to want to throw out well yeah what up Jordan (laughs) throw out a shout out to him and also answer uh, a question uh, to talk a little bit about at at the end of our our episode um, I had mentioned to him that I came out as bisexual recently
1: oh good for you
0: thank you thank you and it was like it was near the end of the podcast and he's like, yo, you can't fucking drop that shit on me at the end of the podcast. Like I have so many questions now. And he's like, he's like, what? And he's like started to ask the question and, and then he's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't even ask. Cause then you, 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 I don't have time. Like we got to wrap this yeah. up, whatever. Yeah. We don't have time to open it up. And I was like, well, ask the question. And if I probably am not going to answer it right now, I'll answer it on the next one. And he was just asking like, so if I'm bisexual, like how does that work for Justine and I? Because we're, we're actually engaged. And it's interesting too, that you're talking about sort of like this council meeting and also doing like a little bit of mushrooms and stuff. And my, I had a similar experience actually the night before I um, <clears throat> proposed to Justine. I had, I I like to do a little bit of mushrooms and I tend to uh, prefer to do them by myself than Mm -hmm. with people because I like to go very introspective and really examine myself, my own mind, the things that I'm working on, the things that I'm struggling with. And I tend to do sort of like a low dose, like less than a gram usually. And I usually, I have like a really good time. Like I'll, I'll go outside, I'll go for a bike ride. I'll sit down by like the water. And I just, I just be with myself, like really in yeah. a, in a way that I, I can't uh, almost otherwise, you know, it's like, that's why people oh. become like, you know, meditation practitioners for years to get to these like le- levels of consciousness that, you know, taking a half gram or a point eight gram of like mushrooms is like it just like you're going like you're going all you
1: need you can milk it off of that yeah for sure
0: and so i had i had a, a similar experience where i was just like i was i was sitting at the fort york grounds in toronto not too far from my house and just you know as it got dark and the Toronto skyline lit up and I'm just like, I'm super close to the CN tower. And it's just like this beautiful scene. And I'm just thinking about life and myself and the things I have going on and the things I'm struggling with trying to figure out and the things I want to create and the things that are in the way. And I just got on this, like this experience where I felt similar to you whether you call it like my my guides or my higher Mm -hmm. self or even the idea from a even even the idea from a more psychological kind of scientific rational mind perspective that i like to sort of like you know go back and forth between the two kind of like realms or camps of thinking whether scientific or spiritual that Mm -hmm. like you know it, it could be like every aspect of myself psychologically every part of my personality of which I think there are many, like the idea that we're like this single neat ego and identity is like, I think it's quickly becoming like more widely known and able to be talked about like so many things that like, we're yeah. actually so much more complex than that. But I, I had this experience. I would only done like, like a point a six or something like that. Like not much. And I'm just sitting, mm-hmm. having a beer, being with myself, and I felt like I had kind of like a council meeting, like you were saying, like where yeah. like every single part of myself, including yeah. the most challenging, the, the most um, like the parts of myself that feel like they're sort of like, at the heart of the, the biggest challenges that I'm faced with and almost like the most disagreeable parts of myself. It's like every part of myself was like at the, it felt like like the kitchen table of my mind or my soul yes. or something like that, right? Yes, yes. And like everyone was present, everyone, every single yep. one. And I started thinking about just like how in love with Justine I am. And that <sighs> like, I I think like, I wanna ask her to marry me. And I think that, like, she wants me to as well. And, like, I'm serious about it. And she's, if I do it, she's going to say yes. And I was, like, so I, like, really, like, thought about this. It kind of took over, like, the majority of the experience from then on for the next couple hours. And I I just was kind of, like okay, so everyone's here, right? And it's like, all all parts of myself are present, and everyone's like, yep, here, 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 fucking so awesome. super, super sweet parts, here. Fucking asshole parts that here. usually, yeah, <laughs> here. And, and it was like, okay, so, like, if I'm thinking about this, am I serious? And it's like, yes. Everyone, yes. So, like, should I do this? Yes. For real. Like, am I fucking serious right now? It's like, yes and it's like even you asshole like even you think I should it's like yes <laughs> and and so like I was like all right well I think I, I think I'm gonna do it then and and I kind of was like am I gonna do this like what the fuck and like I woke up the next day and of course you know a little bit groggy and it, like first thing it was like It was funny too, because it's like, you have these conversations with different parts of yourself and it's like, you know, usually it might feel like you're kind of have one part that's like, well, I want to do this. And the other part's like questioning, like, should you really do that? What about this? Be practical, blah, 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 whatever. So it's like, when I woke up in the morning after having that conversation the night before being like, all parts of me are here and saying yes to this. And, and then the other part being like, all right, well, if you're fucking serious about this, then be serious about it. Yeah. And I had recently gone through a leadership program with a bunch of people in San Diego. I went to San Diego a few times before. Mm-hmm. And two of the people that I was closest with in that program, I stayed at their house a couple of times. Um, they were a couple. And he, shortly before this, he actually had proposed to her and I had a conversation with him. And one of the things that he said was like, you know, why wait was sort of the message. And that can be attributed to so many things. It doesn't have to be in the realm of romantic relationships. It can be in creativity business, fixing some part of yourself or transforming some part of yourself that you want to improve. It doesn't matter. It's like, the question is why wait? And it's like, if you really know that you feel this way and you feel that if other, that other person or these other people who are involved, like feel that way too, then we we usually allow all of the reasons why it's not a good time to come and scream at us and stop us from doing xyz things in our life but it's like if that's the case like often you know it'll never be the right time if you listen to those voices and it's like so i was just kind of like why wait and so this part of me is like all right well if you're gonna fucking do this if you're gonna sit here and think about this for a while and be serious about it. Like, be serious. Are you actually gonna do this? And I was like, I'm gonna fucking do it. And I wake up the next morning and literally very first thing I remember immediately right away. It's like, the thought is sort of like the, the almost like the asshole voice of the like, all right, motherfucker, you're gonna do this? Like, you serious? And I'm like, you know what? I am gonna do this. And I straight up, and this was like, this was in May of 2020. So like a month, wow. two, two months into the pandemic and, mm-hmm. I'm like, is there even anywhere open that I can go, like look for a fucking ring and shit like that? Oh yeah, that was the thick of
1: it too, right?
0: Yeah, and it was so funny because Justine actually had recently moved to Toronto and uh, she was only living like a few blocks away from me and the one place that I found that was open, it was kind of either like go across the city to some fucking place in like the Eden Centre or there was a place like right around the corner from my house and no joke, it's like on Queen West The place I went to is like right here. My house is like just down here, like super close. Place I go to is called, I think it's called like um, Made You Look or something like that. It's like right by Queen and Brock. Yo, shout out to that place. I hope I got your name right. And uh...
1: (laughs) Yo, shout (laughs) out. Your shout outs are fucking golden, man. I love it. (laughs) Made uh... You Look.
0: And, and and yeah, so it's like this jewelry spot with all these local artisans and stuff, jewelry makers. And it's right here. And literally Justine's apartment is two doors down. Oh my God. Right, right here. So I was choosing the ring about 50 feet away from her essentially. That's
1: insane. From her
0: bedroom to the like store I was in. But yeah, so anyway, long story short, I'm just sort of embellishing this story. No, that's though. okay. She's gonna we be love listening. It. Love you, Justine. Yo,
1: shout out to Justine. Yo, shout out to <laughs> Justine. <She's> my girl. <laughs> I love <laughs> her. <laughs> 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 what? Is that your thing? It's just <laughs> like a funny
0: sound. It's like a funny, cute sound we make when we see something cute. We're just like,
1: oh, all of us, we got something, you know?
0: But yeah, so I woke up. All right, we're gonna do this, motherfucker. And I'm like, you know what? I am gonna do this and I went and I bought a ring and I found the perfect ring and I did it didn't even have a like a a stone in it It, it's this like rose gold she's like Mm -hmm. a like a woodland fairy type of she totally is you know and like like just true like nature lover very spiritual as well She is, and yeah I was like I don't really want to get her a ring with some big rock in it, and I don't think that's what she wants either. But you know, mm-hmm. we have this conventions and society yes. and stories, and blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, but if I don't get one with a rock, is that going to be cheap or this or that? Whatever. Like the ring still wasn't fucking cheap, but it yes. just they didn't seem appropriate to that's have simple, like, some, you know. And yeah, it's just like this nice thin little rose gold band that um... is is just like maple leaves like all these all these maple leaves that are sort of overlapping with one another is so beautiful. It's so beautiful.
1: That's very her.
0: It's so beautiful and it yeah, that's the thing too is like it was oh. it was her and it was also me. It was like it was a ring that I actually like wanted to give, you know. Wow. And yeah, so like I I got it. I asked her. She said yes, blah, blah blah. Long story short, um so yeah, like some similarities with sort of like the council meeting, you know. Yeah, that's a thing I
1: guess. On
0: like on like some deep like soul level whatever that means to you or whoever's listening to this whatever that means it's like yeah. when you feel something so fucking deeply you mm-hmm. know but to go back to sort of answering Jordan's question he's like he's like so you're engaged recently came out as bisexual how does that work with your fiance is what he asked and i was like i was like i'll probably I'll unpack that a little bit on the on the next episode And it's so interesting that you're talking about polyamory and Mm non-monogamy and ethical non-monogamy is something Mm -hmm. that I've come across recently as Justine and I continue to talk about potentially exploring this. And part of the reason for that is because I've been interested in that type of thing for a number of reasons for a number of years, but, you know, learning about it and actually, you know, these are things that tend to be, you know, interesting and sound like they might be cool in theory, but when you start to really think and talk about the practical application of such things, it gets very confusing to say the least. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's something, it's something that we're, you know, we're exploring. um,
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. And part of that too is because, uh, that was something that we were we were talking about before we ever got into a relationship so it's been a consistent thing and just like you were saying too it's like it's about communication it's about being straightforward and i have been and it was like you know we never choose the timing of how things unfold in our life quite often you just the universe or the world presents us with an opportunity and we have the we have the choice to take that opportunity or not, essentially. Yeah,
1: well, and, and also it, it comes down, so just to piggyback yeah, yeah, on that, Yeah. also not letting your brain suck you back into the comfort zone, because that voice mm-hmm. saying like, yo, but are you sure? Oh mm-hmm. my God, but you're gonna be uncomfortable. Is it safe out there? You know, yeah. Pull you back well, in. that's
0: what, that's the, the like force inside us that's stopping us from everything we want in life.
1: Yeah, the five second rule, you gotta say, just do it within five seconds.
0: Is that like Mel Robbins?
1: Yeah! Yo, that's my Robinson. girl, show it up Robin's school. <laughs> up You can have this on my vision wall. It oh, says, don't nice. think, just do five yeah, second yeah, yeah. rule, man.
0: So five and second the- rule for those who don't yeah. know is that there's, she has like some actual like psychological studies underpinning like why this works that I'm not familiar with enough to explain, but it's basically like if you wanna get something done, like getting out of bed, something so simple, for instance, yeah. you're having a hard time countdown from five and kind of like have this rule with yourself that like when you get down to fucking one or zero like you're you're doing the thing and it actually helps it helps you get out of that like thinking mind that it totally stops does stops this, and it honestly works like i've definitely used it it works
1: yeah and it's just it's a way of our brain it's a defense mechanism to keep us in the comfort zone so you know even mm-hmm. for so sure of something that little voice there's always going to be something saying yeah but like is it safe to do that? Are you gonna be uncomfortable? Well, you might as well stay in your comfort, stay over here. It's safe over here, you know. Just like being in bed. It's like, no, oh, it's safe to be under the covers. It's warm here, it's cold out there, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do something uncomfortable. What if what if this happens? What if they say no? What if whatever, you know? But you gotta just do it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing too. That's where growth happen
1: in the growth zone. That's where and, you live. well, that's
0: where magic happens, right? Like you yeah, it's man. like you you literally like you can't you can't grow in your comfort zone it's like it's Um, not it's literally not possible like you have to take risks you have to face your fears you have to you know take the opportunities that scare you it's like that idea that like fear is the map fear is the roadmap fear is not actually showing you the things to stay away from fear is actually showing you the things that you need to go toward right and so in that, mm-hmm. in that realm, even in this conversation of like, you know, polyamory and stuff is that like, you know, we, Justine and I didn't choose when we met and when we became and how we became friends and the timing on it and stuff. And so often those comfort zone fears and stuff are what stop us from getting into a new relationship or letting it, yeah. letting it flourish. Because what usually happens, like I was single for, for a few years, before we got together and there was like four or five relationships that sort of started budding and they were all random because again you don't choose when these things happen yeah. but you know the the barriers that we put up within ourselves that stop us from doing the things that we want to do those are the defense walls to keep us in our comfort zone and keep us feeling safe and protected and it's like when somebody where there's more alignment comes along they where other people were stopped like all these other relationships that started they were just stopped and i stopped them for a couple reasons but one was that like they were not able to break down my defense barriers basically whereas whereas like justine it's like all those same barriers were there but she was like the the right person to come through and go it's safe to take that down or or at least enough that I'm scared to let this person in, in this way that I have sort of successfully stopped others from coming in mm-hmm. and making you feel safe enough to take take that step and take that risk.
1: And that and, feeling is amazing to have with someone.
0: Yeah, right, but it's like, you know, you don't choose when that happens. So again, it yeah. becomes this opportunity for you to recognize and notice like what's going on and then make a choice accordingly right and so it was it was literally like I I I didn't feel like I was like in the closet or anything like that in my life like I've felt I've always been attracted to women I've only ever had sexual experiences with women I never felt attracted to men I've had lots of close relationships with guys some of which are like some of my guy friends are attractive but I was never attracted to them and so Mm. this really started opening up for me in like a kind of like a leadership training, this one, exer- like a fear exercise actually,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that just sort of shattered this conversation open within myself of these two very different ah. parts of myself. And you could say it's the straight self and the gay self basically. And, yeah. and it's like my straight self was so dominant for all of my life that I didn't okay. even feel there was like a gay self being repressed or anything like that. And then when the conversation really opened up and uh, enough that something changed, something switched that I went, Mm. okay, I, it's now in my awareness enough that I can't ignore it. It, Mm -hmm. To ignore it is to do so consciously now, which I can't do. So I have to go into this. I have to explore this no matter what it sort of means and all the fears that I have associated with it. And, um, Yes, yeah, so I started exploring this. I know I'm looking at the clock, so I'll, I'll wrap this up. But we'll have to have a part two for sure. I
1: would love because I want to hear more in depth than this for sure. Yeah, I only have a few. I only have a few minutes left because I have a meeting. Uh, but I want to hear more and more and more about this because it's so. I'm I'm am I'm pansexual myself, like bisexual, pansexual. You know what I mean? Yeah, similar, similar, same, same but different. And, yeah. and maybe but it's, it's just, like
0: what you know. We label everything. It's like maybe that's actually what I am. It's like the yeah. Why well, it
1: started as being bisexual, right? But but I totally I totally get that. And hearing people's experiences, it's so uh, incredible to see how that unravels because sometimes yeah, we don't even things don't come to light until we're like, wait a second yeah things like between the lines you're like this is like more yeah
0: well that's why I'm so like appreciative too that like you obviously are a very open person to bring up polyamory and like non-monogamy and stuff and it's also just like even if like it's you know I even still have a question for myself it's like is this something I actually want to put into practice in real life or Mm -hmm. is it just something that I find interesting and want to learn more about and talk about and you know, finding where, where the berries, barriers are, where the boundaries are and stuff. But yeah, it's like, we don't, we don't choose how these things unfold. And it was like when this opened up for me a few years ago was just happened to be right at the same time that Justine and I's relationship started, like our friendship wow. really started. And then that turned into a relationship and, you know, the conversation has kind of gone on that like, well, you know, this my, my sexuality has really opened up in the last like few years I'm 35 this was about around 32 that this happened and I'm like what a fucking change this is for me to try to integrate a massive like core identity change at this Huge. point in my life that I felt like there was no real like conscious awareness or, or acknowledgement of like I didn't feel like it was something that I was like repressing or anything. And then hindsight's 2020, of course, that it's like ugh, I mean, a lot of stuff makes a lot more sense with, oh, yeah. with this being the lens to look back with 2020 hindsight. And so okay. I think we'll we'll kind of like pin it there. And we can actually even um, when when you get off when you're done your meeting, you said like today's kind of like open, flowy. I'm
1: happy to jump back on we too. could
0: jump back on after if that makes sense. And I honestly Absolutely. would be would be down
1: yeah um, let's do that yeah yeah I yeah, yeah. okay
0: well let's do that cool. then so we can we can pin it for now but i guess i'll to sort of like stitch yes. it up stitch it up a little for now and for for jordan as well is just that like he's like you know so how does this work well it's like well you know we we find ourselves in a position in a relationship in a situation with one another that it many in many respects we didn't choose and we didn't know how it was gonna happen and we just have to sort of like go with the flow and try to figure it out as we go, with, like with so many things in life, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we're, you know, we're exploring, uh, you know, ethical non-monogamy together and at least like talking about it. And it's so unfortunate that so many people don't have the the space or the ability and so much of it is to do with our, our culture to even talk mm-hmm. about stuff like this Uh, oh for
1: sure to even just bring it up and to for them to think about it they're like wait what that doesn't make sense you know they don't get the lifestyle yeah to have it's a close-mindedness but also has a lot to do with the upbringing and them not understanding it's new it's foreign they're like what is this you know Mm -hmm. well it's
0: like we never got we literally never even got sort of like an option other than like monogamy is the only right thing to do the only good way an ethical way to live your life otherwise you're a mm-hmm. bad person essentially right mm-hmm. but let's let's stitch it there because yeah. um yeah i would i would really love to hear more of your thoughts yeah. on this area i'd love
1: to i'd love to share some experience too, and some of your experiences
0: yeah amazing <laughs> cool 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 well i'm super excited to continue the conversation and i'm so so glad to have you on and oh, it's an honor to- it's a
1: true honor dan oh, really thank, thank you, you.
0: And yeah, just to be able to connect. And it's like, it's what, this is one of those moments where it's just like when you, when you meet someone that you connect with and you resonate with and you have a, you know, synchronistic abundance. <laughs> with, It's just like, you know, the, the blossoming of like a new friendship is one of the most beautiful things in life. So I just want to let you know that like that's like what I'm feeling right now. So super. I have the feeling's
1: mutual, man. It's really magical. So thank you for saying. Awesome. I really All right. appreciate
0: it. I will let you go, and we'll uh, we'll there. pick up later. Okay. Peace.
1: All right. See you. Bye. Bye. Well, Dan, to begin with that- uh,
0: Wait, 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 wait. I actually, this is a perfect moment to stop you just one sec, because my my computer literally just made the, I'm done, I'm (laughs) done sound. It was like, it was like, I'm like, wait,
1: No (laughs) worries, do what you gotta do. Perfect timing,
0: eh? My manifestation powers aren't strong enough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's bullshit, man. No, it's fucking, that's bullshit. Like, seriously. Don't don't go in the Grand River. You'll get herpesyphalitis.
0: Best advice.
1: Just a boatload of penises. You know what I mean? There's just lots of dick everywhere. So...